0: Wednesday night, if you listen carefully, off in the distance, you could hear Buck Showalter laughing. Mets Rap 360 starts now! You're tuning into the
1: destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV! And now, let the buzz begin!
0: Oh, that's right. What we need is meet the Mets. We need to come out big and over the top because, unfortunately,. This is our final show for the 2016 season of Mets Rap 360. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at ABTVMets. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter at ChristianDMZ. Uh, and to my left, as she has been throughout the season, yeah. the one, the only, Andrea Fasano at Andy Fasano. Andrea, welcome Thank to you. the show. Hi, everyone. And uh, not with us is Melissa Weinstein, at Melissa Weinstein, who is either on assignment or in detox for a cheese overdose. We're not (laughs) sure which one. Uh, I haven't asked her, but I feel like she ate a lot of cheese on Wednesday night and maybe even Thursday and Friday as well. Because nobody loves baseball as much as, uh, as Melissa Or the Weinstein. Mets as much and as she lo- Yeah, the Mets. But I'm sure she's continuing to watch the playoffs. I kind of needed a day or so, but uh, I'm sort of watching a little bit as it is. But, uh, yeah, so, again, keep in mind, our Twitter is at Mets. Make sure you follow us uh, so that you'll know when we'll be back, all <laughs> that sort of stuff, which we'll talk about later. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about, but uh, let's start with attire. Andrea, you got your New York Giants shirt yes. on already because you've moved on.
1: Uh, I kind of have. Yeah. I didn't know if you'd be upset. No, how can you be upset? You know, you guys, you know? I'm a big Giants fan. Yeah. Like huge. Yeah. Look,
0: and now you can really just be yeah. completely And focused. I don't have
1: my own Giants show yet, but Why yeah, not? I need to for Why isn't there a them? Giants show? There's, There's a Patriots show. There is a Patriots show.
0: You know? Well, I, I don't know what other NFL shows it are. It starts
1: in about 15 minutes, so um, I'm like, I we, oh, we need game? a win today. Yeah. You
0: know? Uh you know there's uh there's also a Red Sox uh, 360 and you know, as good as that team was all season, they're probably only gonna get one more show than we do. <laughs> so, you know, baseball's funny is what it really it comes down to. Uh let's talk a little bit about the National League wildcard game. We we're very excited last week, as you recall. Uh really looking forward to it. I know you weren't here, but uh there was yeah. a lot of excitement building up to that day. And we we're just looking forward to Wednesday. I was along with you guys yeah. the whole way. And we were we we're very excited. And here's the thing, you know, uh if you can even briefly Take yourself out of the role as a Mets fan. It was a great game. <laughs> yeah. And for eight solid innings, it was it was unbelievable, and you could enjoy it, whichever—you yes. know, you were frustrated, whichever team you were a fan of. But at the same time, you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. There were great moments, You know, some great defense, that run that Curtis Granderson made into the wall, which you felt like was a game-saving moment, right. which it was, just temporarily. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. Little things like that.
1: But as I always say with these kinds of games, you know, playoffs— uh, you know, th- it comes down to that for a reason. Yeah. I know a lot of people have a problem. And they were even saying at the announcers about people who have issues with the fact that these two teams. It comes down to one game, right? You know, I was thrilled that it was at City Field. Yeah, like I thought, definitely that would, a huge that advantage like for an us. Advantage. It, yeah. Absolutely, but don't you want that game to not be blown out? Don't you want it to be that exciting? So yeah. you can't be mad. Like you said, it was an exciting game, no matter what. You know, Giants, comes down to San Francisco it, Giants and,
0: fans are like, that was a great game. Because they have this big moment. And, you know, look, the the Mets faltered in a few places. I only have one real complaint that I'll get to in a minute. Right, But But at the same time, the the Giants just scratched and scraped. And basically, they won on a home run for a guy... The Giants fans don't know. Giants (laughs) players don't know. Connor Gillespie doesn't even know that Connor Gillespie is a member of the San Francisco Giants. (laughs) And that's, you know, as heartbreaking as it can be, that's a great thing about baseball. Some guy you've literally never heard of. You know, uh, Yankees and Red Sox fans will tell you all about Bucky Dent, you know, who hit like 200. But he had one big home run that really mattered in the 1978 playoff. Uh, Scott Brocious, Yankee player, He's terrible during the regular season. Always came up big in the playoffs, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes there's uh, knowing the moment. And, yeah, I guess that's another uh, little bit of a criticism uh, about uh, Jaurice Familia. Great in the regular season. And last year, he was great in the first two rounds of the playoffs. But... You're just starting to wonder, you know longer time Mets fans just think like oh, i kind of I kind of get an Armando Benitez feeling <laughs> you know if you extend it outside of the Mets there's Jose Mesa. There are these closers who either in big pressure and or not safe situations, but the combination big pressure non safe situations." They're not as good, yeah. you know? They and, can't come up. And that's the thing, though. I mean, look, he's going to have a bad night. He had four bad nights all year. I mean, four really bad nights where he blew saves. But at the same time, he had 51 saves. You yeah. don't get to the postseason, the one game playoff, without him being good. True. But very it's true. troubling. It's concerning. You know, it's
1: frustrating. Yeah,
0: it's very frustrating. Because, look, for the Mets, they had what they wanted, you know? Uh, they had Thor pitched amazing. Unbelievable. He had an incredible game, Noah Syndergaard. And then you had Addison Reed in the 8th. You know, got in a little trouble, but he got out of it, so mm-hmm. that's key. And so you had Addison Reed in the 8th, and you had uh, Jerry's Familia in the ninth. That's what you want, you know? And you want them to hold everything so that you can then try and yeah. come back in the ninth or go to extras, whatever it takes. And, you know, they were really, you, you know, one, one batter away from getting Madison Bumgarner out of the game. There was... Uh, a pinch hitter, and then Sergio Romo was going to come in. I liked the Mets' chances better, and then that's the insane, frustrating, and to some extent heartbreaking part. Like that, the game wasn't over. Yeah. This was a home game, but that might as well have been a walk-off three-run home run, right? Because there was there was no coming back. Because then know. did you, know, you puts,
1: just you even heard you're watching it yeah. on TV? The air is gone. Left. I've actually the
0: entire stadium. I've been at games like that. Not I've been oh, at non Mets games it's like so that. Rough. I was at the uh, National League Championship Series at Dodger Stadium in 2008. The Phillies who as people know went on to win the World Series that year. Uh, Matt Stairs hit a home run off of Jonathan Broxton who was the the big boy hard throwing closer for the Dodgers and Matt Stairs is sort of a you know a guy who's very streaky, you know, he he basically hits home runs or strikes out. Well, he sure hit a home run that night. That uh, was in 2008. I don't know that that ball has landed yet. <laughs> he just crushed it, and it was literally, and and that was game six. Right. So like you felt the air out of the crowd for the rest of the night, and then I was there again the next night. Never came back. Like the the air, you know. Yeah, it, it's just so deflating. So for the Mets, unfortunately, this was the top of the ninth in a one game situation. Mm-hmm. But you know, look, it, it's frustrating, it, but. There was a point six weeks earlier on this very show. We didn't even we, think it'd be We there. didn't think it was possible. Yeah. The Mets were two games under five hundred. You weren't here that show Melissa was. I, I shot the Mets season into space. Yeah. <laughs> I, we had funeral. Montgomery Scott, he he played Amazing Grace on the bagpipes. It was sad. I and then you know they gave us something to cheer about for six more weeks, and
1: which was the greatest part. And yeah, not unexpected. for nothing is the reason that you're a Mets fan because yeah. that is exactly like unexpected, and it made the rest of the season instead of depressing. Yeah, you know it's okay to be depressed after one game, and, and you know you're deflated, and it's over. Yeah, instead of the last six weeks, like you said, for us to be like every week, uh, yeah. oh, this is embarrassing. This is over. Who are they looking at? I think if it no, had stayed it was like, like that, like, wow, I, w- I would have just
0: juice. started doing the show. Last. So, Andrew, what'd you do? This exactly. Week. And like, exactly. Oh exactly yeah, the Mets lost four games anyway. Right. But uh, no, and look, the Mets made it a much more fun season mm-hmm. to watch, and just a lot of unexpected contributors. You know, we've talked a lot about the uh, the pitchers that were called up, sort of the emergency core of starters: uh, Robert Casellman, Seth Lugo, and you know, you think that you're going to have Degrom. Harvey, maybe even Wheeler next year. But maybe you don't. Now you know you have these guys that you can really look at in spring training. You, They're valuable pieces that you either keep in the system or you're able to trade them now because they showed that they're able to pitch at the major league level. Right. So I think that they have a lot of assets to show. And without those guys performing the way they did – the Mets wouldn't have even gotten to that one-game playoff. You know, when we—not last week's show, because they'd already uh, gotten home-field advantage in the wild card, But two weeks earlier, there was still a very real chance that they could have actually shit the bed and not been in the wildcard game. So it, came, it really came down to the end of the season. It kept the season exciting. And that's what this wildcard is supposed to do, the one-game playoff. And if you don't like the one-game playoff winner— Win or go home. Then you should probably win your division, because uh, you know uh, the the Giants, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates fans are going to tell you the Giants and Madison Baumgartner will do this to you. And if they don't, for the Pirates' sake, the other year I think it was just last year, it was Jake Arrieta and the Cubs. So you know it, it's it's tough because both teams are going to have their horse going and as as both the Mets and Pirates have seen, it kind of doesn't matter if you're home, you yeah. know, because uh, the Pirates lost three consecutive wildcard games. All of them were at home. It's, you know, it's just the way it goes. So it's uh, it's tough. But I'm going to give my one big real criticism. <laughs> There's a, a note from uh, Bonjour Juliet in the booth <laughs> that Zach is here and he's crying. Please make sure to give him a handkerchief, Juliet. Um but uh, I'm going to have my one big criticism of the wild card game, and then we're going to move on and be a little bit more celebratory, <laughs> because it was infuriating at the time. I knew it was a problem. Uh, Madison Baumgartner, Bumgardner. Why is his name not Gardner? I just love What, what is name. Bum? His name should be Baumgartner, by the way, <laughs> but it's Baumgartner. But anyway, Madison Baumgartner, first three innings, threw 21 pitches. They were hacking away. Look, I understand being aggressive. The top of the order should do that. But the middle of the order. You know, there are guys in the Mets lineup that were swinging first pitch that shouldn't have. James Loney. You know, <laughs> I, I'm going to single him out. But, uh, and again, he's sort of a great part of the story too because he's a guy that they basically picked up off the scrap right. heap. But uh, they needed to work the count more because he was able to pitch nine innings. He was only at like 109 pitches uh, going into the bottom of the ninth. And they had a three-run lead at that point. If you'd been able to get him out before the eighth inning, there there was a chance because a that San game. Francisco bullpen is their weak spot. And honestly, he threw so many pitches in innings four through seven that even if you just had ten extra pitches somewhere along the way, it was going to be enough to get him out of the game. Hmm. And, you know, here's the thing. You don't like losing a game like that, but you have to give it up. Messing Bumgarner, he's just a beast. We've seen that in the playoffs against other teams. It's a lot more fun when it's against other teams. Yeah. but. You know, it's uh, so well, they kudos did the same
1: thing the game after against the Cubs. They yeah. went really late.
0: Yeah, and it was a it was nothing, a solo nothing. home run no. uh, off of Johnny Cueto. And it, that's the interesting thing about these playoffs so far is that these games have all been basically decided by home runs. Some of them, like the Blue Jays Rangers series, it's just you know knocking the Rangers around. Uh, but uh, these... I love
1: that. That's professional baseball yeah. to me.
0: And then, but then the other games, it's like that. Uh, the the game we talked about the Johnny Cueto John Lester game game one of the NLDS against the Cubs the Cubs and Giants it was just a solo home run in the bottom of the eighth yeah it was like they'd been perfect all the way up to then you know so that's really what it is though that's my my big thing and I I can't criticize Terry for when he didn't go back to familiar I mean uh, didn't go back to uh, Syndergaard sorry because he'd thrown too much you know he was yeah. starting to get into more trouble but he he gave it his all and that's two seasons in a row where he's you know really given it all in the playoffs you know the only game they won the world series last year and he he was great in this playoff game no problem with him he's definitely he's their ace you know you and feel really
1: bad for him
0: you feel bad for him all. and he had a, you know he had a tweet about how you know baseball just Tears your heart out, and it heals just in time for uh, spring training. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I assume if you're a Mets fan and you're watching the show, you already follow. Yeah, In case you don't, you should definitely do it. But, uh, you know, so it's it's very upsetting. But, you know, uh, not so much that I can't look back and see that it was a great season. And we've been teasing it all year. Oh, my gosh. Finally, the moment is here. And, and if Zach's in the booth, we'll save some for him. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, we've had the Cabarets bottle of wine dun, dun, dun. for many years. <laughs> Not really. I've had it for many years. But we've been had it on the show. Uh, since, how
1: many years have you had this? Uh, two thousand
0: eight, two thousand nine, maybe. Oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. But it's been closed the whole time. Special thanks to Bonjour Juliette who opened oh it for me gosh. because I was mangling the cork. <laughs> nice French girl's been opening wine since she was six. Uh, anyway, so look. It didn't end the way we wanted, but the Mets did make the playoffs, and to that I say we toast in our AfterBuzz TV mugs. We toast the Cabarets wine because Jose Reyes was a big part. I have no idea what this tastes like. It smells
1: kind of like grape juice and a little bit it, vinegar. It smells I don't a know. lot like
0: church wine.
1: <laughs> Cheers, salute, go Mets!
0: It tastes exactly like church wine. Actually, it's fine. It's right? juice. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's boozy juice. It's I think totally yeah.
1: juice. Hey, as long as it's not bad. No,
0: I, I'm actually. I wanted to be like,
1: th- like spitting it out. I assume that that's Zach
0: who says uh, that he loves me, and it's not Juliet. <laughs> I love both of you in the booth. I know. I love everybody in the booth. Juliet, one, 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 <laughs> one, the most. Uh, anyway, uh, and Juliet, you can have some wine if you'd like afterwards. It's not terrible, I swear. Uh, anyway, so look, that's that's the season. It, it's it's over now. It'll be over soon for a few teams. <laughs> it's about to be over tonight for the Texas Rangers. You know, had the best record in baseball. Probably not going to win any games in the playoffs. It's amazing, you know? And uh, I like baseball enough that I'm able to watch. It's a little easier to watch the American League this first round. You know, the uh, the Giants-Cubs series. It's a little tough because you know mm-hmm. the Mets should be there. I mean, could have been there. Yeah, right. They're not there. So, but... Um, It's exciting, and, you know, the Cleveland Indians just knocking around the Red Sox, which surprises me, legitimately surprises me. So, uh, look, there's fun to be seen in the rest of the playoffs, but we'll still have fun here looking back on the season as a whole. Now, you weren't here last week, Andrea. Uh, Melissa and I gave our player of this regular season Mm -hmm. to be the season of a whole. I'll let you think about it. Yeah. I'm going for an obvious player of the wild card game. There's kind of really only one person you can say you could give a little bit to Curtis Grandison for that amazing catch Love him, yeah. But it's Thor. Noah Syndergaard was the player of the mm-hmm. wild card game, hands down. There's there's no two ways about it. They were in that game in the top of the ninth because he pitched as well as he did.
1: Absolutely, you know. And you're crazy it, if you don't say think that. Yeah, so, I can. I and I who else stood out? Nobody did anything no, else. No one. Said, had to. No one so.
0: criticized anything Syndergaard did. You know, no. his pitch count got too high. He had to be out. But. You know, he d- he did the best he could. He had, I think he had 11 strikeouts. I, I should have looked that up. I meant to look it up. Anyway, he had a lot.
1: Melissa would have had it. Sorry. Uh, Melissa would that's tell you, fail. like,
0: how many strikes, uh, <laughs> called strikes, right? strikes looking, strikes swinging. Right. <laughs> and, but that's why we miss Melissa. I, I hope that uh, we hear about, you know, she'll tweet at us after she watches this. Good. Hopefully she'll tell us how much cheese she had. Yes. But anyway, Andrea, uh, who do you think was the player of the regular season for the for the Mets?
1: Um, in thinking about it, especially after Thor finished like that, and you know how I feel about giving MVP to pitchers because right. it's just so obvious. So yeah. I feel like that's excluded. We're going to say that he was tremendous, yeah. especially with how much the entire bullpen went through this year—the ups and downs and who they yeah. lost and all that. And jazz. also,
0: I mean, they're, the loss of all the starting pitchers. Everybody. I mean, they lost. Yes. You know, there are three starting pitchers that didn't pitch for them mm-hmm. after a certain point in the season. A lot so. of
1: pressure on him. A lot of pressure on all of them. So yeah. um he was tremendous. It kind of comes down to Cespedes and Granderson for yeah. me. I love Granderson. We all know I love the Grandy man. Um Loved him since the Yankees. Like, really. I just, lo- I think he is such a great professional baseball player. And
0: that catch he made. It looked like it really hurt. Yeah, and he's a guy who I don't—I forget exactly how old he is. He's older. He, he's older for a baseball player, but still younger than me. But <laughs> he's older for a baseball player, and he's just like, no, I'm going to run into this wall he's because so I— can, fantastic, because if him. I run into that wall, I'm going to catch the ball, you mm-hmm. know. And he's great, yes. you know, and he's very been very streaky. He had the terrible statistics at one yes. point in the season of runners in scoring position, but when it counted especially later in the season you felt like he he had a, everything was firing on all cylinders i love granderson is he he's who you think it is or it's a little toss up between it is, him and sesper it's Cespedes. a very big
1: toss up and i'm not a big sesper fan so it's funny because that's like i'm in between the two yeah. and i'm very i try to be very fair guys about this you know not just like play favorites but i feel like granderson like you said but he if he loses he gets on a bad streak it's not um detrimental like it's like Everyone was on a bad streak. You know what I mean? And then he gets out of it somehow. I don't know. That becomes a very mental thing. I just think he's a really great player. I do think he's consistent overall. I think he has a very good consistency record. But I think Cespedes did more in the long run in in the team the, winning the
0: lineup was so much better when Cespedes was I in it so. even when he was in a cold streak you yeah. pitch everybody else differently mm-hmm. because you know he's there looming and you know what he can always do right
1: and we know that i like i know he's a fan favorite yeah. and i know there are a lot of other players on this team especially towards the second half that changed the game you said reyes and yeah. a bunch of players but i think Cespedes was really con- consistent also in yeah. that he had a bad streak too i mean he yeah was, no and no he, he did was and he was on the DL times for a while, while? Yeah. right so um, I I'm gonna go with him. I'm actually gonna choose that. It, yeah, so. it's hard to really to you, knock sleeve, him. You know, that's,
0: that's too, He does have the nice green uh, lime green. Consp- it's so funny sleeve. when you go to
1: a game and you see all these kids with. The I sleeves, love that though, and I Ray started wearing it at one point, and you know,
0: I think. Uh, you know, that's really then two years hair. in a row that uh, I would say, you know, whether you think he's the most important player, most valuable right. player of the season, he ma- he's a huge difference maker. I think and so. And that actually brings us to our next topic, which is looking ahead to next year. Uh, uh, Jonas Espedes will definitely opt out of his contract, test the market. Uh, the Mets are going to have to overpay to, to get him to stick around. I feel like he legitimately wants to stick around, especially the way that he took this contract last year. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to be there. You know, spend a little bit of money. You, you'll be all right. You right. own your own TV network. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know Bernie Madoff took a lot of your money. You're going to be all right. It's okay. You know, sell some extra bobbleheads if you need to. Whatever right. it takes. You know, it's not going to be that hard. Just if you got to give a hundred million dollars, you give a hundred million dollars. What is it? You know, come on. The Dodgers give a hundred million dollars to players that aren't even on the team anymore.
1: That money just
0: yeah is and insane. You could give it to Andrea and
1: I. We'll yeah, split totally 50
0: You know. Yeah. You know what. We'll go 40-40 and we'll give ten million to Juliet in the booth. See, <laughs> nice. so then we'll have millions of dollars to just give. Oh away my gosh! If everybody. you don't
1: give any to Melissa right now, she's gonna cry. Uh,
0: if she were here, maybe yeah. I'd give her some. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll pay her in cheese. Uh, but she look, would be
1: happy with she that. She probably.
0: Be, she might want a million dollars. <laughs> she though.
1: might want, might want uh, some money. But
0: look, I think that they need to do what it takes to bring him back. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there is a certain level that if a team wants to overpay for you know six years, two hundred million dollars, all right, you gotta let him go. But. I think his history, his injury—he's you know, a little injury prone. He's very streaky. I think that somebody's going to offer more than the Mets, but as long as the Mets I make a good so deal, too. I think he will definitely. You know, he's not going to give a huge discount, but if it's comparable, he, he'll. You know, does he want to take two hundred million dollars to play for the Miami Marlins? No, mm-hmm. so it'll just sort of depend on who offers him what. I agree know?
1: with you, but I also agree with the fact that if he does get offered somewhere and. uh he wants to go then let him go oh like, yeah no no if you he know doesn't what I mean, want to stay i'm around, not yeah. down with that fighting back and forth yeah. because if it then up does become about money um you don't want him you know what yeah. i mean you want someone who's gonna want it. that's where the mets are great they they love new york they love the team they love the fans and it's like if you don't really want to play for them don't be bye yeah you know no, no, bye felicia I mean, we're good
0: exactly you know i mean the <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals loved having Jason Hayward on the team, but he wanted more money. wanted to go to the Cubs, so it was like, great, go to the Cubs, right? And you know, he's in the playoffs, yeah, so right. worked it's out it. for it. So uh, yeah, so it's interesting. So we'll assume that they make the opera, you know, make the offer. They re-sign Cespedes. Um, I feel like that's a safe bet. But even if they don't, there are a lot of options for the outfield. Uh, Granderson will be back. That's great. Uh, you got Nimmo. You got Conforto. You got to look at both of them. You know, there's a reason that Conforto got sent back down and, you know, he hit a little bit better at the end, but he's still, I don't know. we It's entirely possible. We've seen the best of Conforto at the major league level. Maybe he's not a starting outfielder. Maybe he's a fourth outfielder. Um, you know, Deaza, I don't think you really need to spend that much if you can get him cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay Bruce, very disappointing after the trade, but, It's a $13 million option. Everything I've read, the Mets are going to pick that up. Mm. If he hits like Jay Bruce, $13 million is fine. If he hits like the Jay Bruce the Mets got from August onward, it's probably not worth it. But... Look, there's a lot of options uh, in the outfield, and this was something we were going to talk about, you know, a month ago. But then the season turned around, so we didn't Yay. have to. Look, we didn't have to look <laughs> yeah, ahead to 2017. Right. Uh, I I feel like either Nimmo or Conforto should be somewhere in the outfield.
1: I love Nimmo. Yeah, I don't think he he had enough time to shine. No, I don't think he he had
0: he had flashes of brilliance. He yes. had these great moments. I and, think he's
1: young. He's going to show a lot. He loves the team. Yeah. He loves to play, and I think he's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Oh, and also we'll have Tim Tebow in the outfield. So <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> I, just I cannot wait to. See- see what happens uh,
0: I, I, I'm sure he'll be in spring training so that's going to be very interesting we should go uh, to Port St. Lucie that'd be amazing <laughs> yes. I love Port St. Lucie yeah we're
1: going to need some sponsors
0: yeah uh, uh, maybe Cabaret's, Cabaret uh, wine wants to uh, you know we're really enjoying it it's from Long it Ball Cellars uh, in California well,
1: yeah how about this in New York
0: uh, anyway, uh, so look, it's, uh, yeah, so that's, sorry. Have uh,
1: wine, uh, we'll travel. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. It Melissa, make look. us that t-shirt. Uh, and Melissa, I was just kidding. I'll give you a million dollars, uh, for that t-shirt. Uh, so there's some other free agents, uh, in terms of the it bullpen. Is so
1: juicy. It's, it's like re- grape juice. Yeah, it's, like,
0: it, it's, it's like, so... uh, it's like Welch's grape juice, is. basically. But it's great, you know? And then fast forward to the end of the show. We're taking it's like, Why are we wasting? Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: so there's some other free agents to look at. Uh Fernando Salas and Jerry Blevins, I felt like were the right fit for the bullpen. Obviously Reed and Familia are the big dogs. Concerned about Familia, he had fifty-one saves, you know. I he's he's a closer next season, you know. He's a closer until he has, you know, a struggle during the regular season that he can't. I thought get you'd past. be
1: more against him. No, at I, this I, point,
0: but here's the thing. He it's if he had 30 saves and yeah. like 12 blown ones, it'd be different. He was very consistent. He was very good. He definitely kept them afloat in games that were only by one run. You know, yeah. he blew, blew saves uh, and he just he just made a stupid pitch just like he did in the World Series, game one of the World Series last year. You know, so maybe somebody talked to him about his pitch selection in a big spot. But, uh, I, I, you know, he'll be back no matter what because closures are very hard to come by even a closer that can get you 40 saves you know even that like if you can get 40 guaranteed saves from anybody you'll take it Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think Blevins and Solace will be good and you know they'll probably find some other guys there's a bunch of people we don't need the the Eric Dales of the world and and those clowns. That's well, all right. Those you know clowns. they'll find they'll find other people in spring training. Uh, Kelly Johnson, if you can get him cheap, you well, know you got to bring him. Yeah, back. Correct. are you kidding?
1: Right? Anything he ever did turned to gold. Well, you know, I mean, there were, a lot kidding, of but but there were a bunch of
0: there were a bunch of home runs.
1: Yeah, uh, they but have. That's a, the thing. It's yeah. like
0: they have a cheap option on Jose Reyes. They'll definitely pick it up because uh, you know we when they signed Reyes, mm-hmm. we talked about it on the show. Uh, this was even above and beyond the best-case scenario I thought we were going to get. You know, we got more out of Reyes than I think right. we had any right to expect. So, uh, yeah, I have him back next year. I don't see any reason to re-sign Jay Loney. Uh, James Loney. We're not, like, tight. I can call him Jay. <laughs> but uh, you don't need James Loney. Dude will be back. You you have plenty of guys. You have pre- plenty of guys who can stand there and look stupid while they play first base. Yeah. Uh, 50-50 on Neil Walker. If I know, He's you. a great player. If... The uh, If the money's right, sure, bring him back. But now we've got T.J. Rivera. You got Wilmer. Wilmer's got to play somewhere. And it's good to keep Wilmer in the mix. You know, he had surgery uh, after the, the playoffs ended for the Mets. And expectation is he'll be back by spring training. We'll have to see how David Wright does. You know, uh, the health of David Wright is going to have a lot to do with having... Reyes at third, Mm -hmm. you know, having, uh, having Wilmer in the mix. So, you know, there's, there's gonna be a lot of questions in spring training and, you know, you're going to have to take, take it very easy with David Wright, like you did in 2015. But, uh, I think having some of these guys on the bench, ready to fill in for extended periods of time with, uh, injuries, that's what got the Mets through, you know? So I'm very quick to dismiss James Loney, but he did a tremendous job, uh, very unexpected. So they sort of need to put the team together. There's a lot of work. Fortunately, we don't need to do it.
1: But the nice thing is that this year was the work that they put in, hopefully. So that next year, if they yeah. are all back, it won't be such a hodgepodge of yeah. players that are just like filling in, you yeah. know? And also, It'll maybe be more unified. They'll have
0: a unified lineup. And then also the rotation. Look, you're, you can't say for sure you're going to get DeGrom, Harvey, Matt, <laughs> and Wheeler back. But let's say you're going to get two of them. That's going to be better than most teams, yeah. you know. So uh, if I got to pick them, I'm going to go ahead and say DeGrom and Harvey. If Harvey's playing the way he should, then he's great. But uh, Aren't you so
1: excited for Harvey to be back and not have an excuse?
0: Yeah, because if, he, like, if he's bad next his year— His excuse
1: will be like, oh, I'm still injured, it's still hurting, yeah. I'm, I'm whatever, you know, Yeah, right. No, still exactly. healing,
0: but— He's had a lot of time to heal at this yes. point, so we'll see. I'm
1: excited for that media frenzy. Yeah.
0: Well, look, and here's the thing about the Mets fan. When it's October, you start to get excited for spring training, unfortunately, <laughs> which is really what we have, and uh, as uh, things wind down here for Mets Wrap 360, uh, I'll let you know we'll be back. Sunday, April 2nd, 2017. That's wow. the day before the Mets' home opener against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, and so, you know, we'll have a little preview of the season, wrap up on spring training. Maybe we'll get to go to spring training. I don't know. <laughs> Follow us on uh, on Twitter, at ABTVMets, so you'll have your updates. But, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe to Mets Rep three 360 on iTunes, because if you subscribe a new episode will magically just appear in April. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to start talking Mets again. So that'll be great. Right, so you don't forget. Yeah. So, uh, look, it's a a long ways away. But you know what? Before you know it, it's going to be here. There's so many holidays between now and then. Really? April. uh, April will be uh, around the corner. Uh, So in the interim, you'll be able to find us in a variety of places. To find Andrea, Mm -hmm. she's at Andy Fasano. And you can find her most Sunday nights on the Quantico After Show here at AfterBuzz. Uh, Sundays now the show airs at ten, so Wednesday after show.
1: So we watch it here at ten, and then we we tape at um, uh, eleven, yeah,
0: Pacific time. Pacific, so two a.m. Is, so Eastern. It's super so late. maybe Quantico fans but on the East Coast pay attention God, just, the next day. Yeah, just go ahead and download it the next day or yeah, watch it. Yeah, and we're day. all
1: over YouTube. We're yeah. always answering questions, and it's a really fun season two so far. So. Tune in. Uh, and
0: what's that you say? You want to know how to keep in touch with me? Okay, I'll tell you.
1: Uh, I'm
0: at Christian DMZ, that's on Twitter and Instagram, and I believe at Andy Fasano is also your Instagram. Yep. Uh, and you won't have to wait long to see me because you can see me tonight in a few short hours. We'll be doing the after show for tonight's second presidential debate. My role is the moderator of Trump versus Hillary. That's After Buzz's weekly wrap up of this crazy election season. <laughs> you can follow that show on Twitter at TrumpHillary16. And we'll be doing the after show of the debate tonight at 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, just a short time after the debate. And of course, there's even more. That's not all I do. <laughs> I have a weekly podcast called The Blatcast. B L A D T C A S T. Go to blackcast.com for more information. And finally on Mondays and Thursdays, nine. No, nope, there's wrong time. <laughs> Seven p.m. Pacific. I typed the wrong thing. So Mondays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, I'm a part of the tomorrow show with Afterbuzz's fearless leader Kevin Undergaro. So uh we hope to see all of you keeping in touch with us. Uh Richard Hurley, you our should make sure. Fan, yay. Our biggest fan. Thank you so much for being with us all season. You should start watching Quantico. You can keep in touch with Andrea. And you know. The election's crazy. Well, how can you not look, Richard? Go ahead, Richard Hurley. Make <laughs> sure you watch that, too. But you know what? Maybe you don't care about us. You only care about the Mets. We'll then be back here April 2nd for another great season of New York Mets Baseball. Thanks to everybody who supported the show, including Richard, including Melissa, all of our guests throughout the course of the season. Thanks to everybody. And once again, special thanks to Matt Ritter for helping us get started with the podcast when we went. So thanks to everybody. Thanks to Zach in the booth. Thanks to Juliet in the booth. Everybody who's helped us in the booth throughout the course of the season. (laughs) Thank you all. And of course, Let's Go Mets. We'll see you guys next season.
1: Bye, guys. Cheers.